verse number 12. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Also, we are going to reference as our text today, Colossians 3, 16, which says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I wonder if we could just recite this portion of Colossians 3, 16 together. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Father, we thank you today. Thank you for the power of your presence in this room. Thank you, God, for bringing a reminder to our hearts and our minds that you are on the inside of us. Your spirit lives in us. Your spirit abides in us. And so greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. I thank you, God, for the strength that has come already. We thank you for the healing and deliverance that has come today. And now, God, as we quiet ourselves at your feet, I pray, Lord, that you would open our ears, speak to us today, Lord, and what you've sent your word to do, let that be done. We pray it in Jesus' name. Come on, if you want the word of God to change you today, give me a good strong amen. Amen. We are in a series that I've entitled, Saturate, and I sense that it's already happening. We are being saturated by the power of God as we have committed ourselves to saturate ourselves. We we agreed last week to saturate ourselves in prayer. How many have been praying this week? Mm, You better raise up your hand. How many have been praying this week? Come on, as you've, you've stepped into 2015, there's a renewed commitment to talk to God. Remember, prayer's just like getting around a bistro table with some couple stools. You're talking to God. It just so happens you don't see him in the stool. But communication, conversation, talk to God. And while you're talking, remember to shut your mouth from time to time and listen. Come on, elbow your neighbor, tell him you got to shut your mouth sometimes. You didn't say that to your wife, did you, Dave? I noticed you didn't say a word to your bride. It's true. Remember, it's not a one-way conversation, folks. We've got to talk to God, but we've got to listen to God. That's a conversation. That's a healthy conversation. That's prayer. Commit yourself to pray like never before. Saturate yourself in prayer. You know, tomorrow is a very special day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and it's not just another opportunity for you to have a day off. It is the day of Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, and so we remember his contribution to society and to our nation. And I found a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. that I thought was really powerful. He said, to be a Christian without prayer is no more possible to be alive without breathing. To be a Christian without praying is no more possible than to be alive without breathing. Prayer is part of the package. But not only should prayer be a priority, 
I believe the Word of God should also be a priority. How many brought your Bible today? Let me see your Bible. Come on, hold it up high. No hymnals. Oh, we got rid of the hymnals, didn't we? No fear there. Come on, hold up your Bible. I love that I see tablets raised. I see phones raised. And I see leatherback editions raised. Hallelujah. I don't really care which, which version you use. I don't really care what format you use. Just make sure that the, the Word of God is also a priority. And so today, we saturate in the Word. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. I need the video of the saturate, the spoken word. Hey, this is real life here, folks. This isn't Memorex. Watch this. So powerful. A message from the apocryphal book of love written on my mouth to the eyes and mind of the bride of Christ concerning what has been written down. I'm waiting for you, says the writer. I've spent the entirety of history interacting with humanity who've penned my biography, and I'd love to share it with you. I've sketched outlines of my face in the pages of my book so you can see my wrinkles, more smile lines from rejoicing looks than from a furrowed brow. I even penciled in bags under my eyes so you could see how they formed from an eternity of watching my loved ones hour by hour. It's all there, says the writer. You need only look a little longer at the genius of Genesis, how I patched you into the genius of existence. You exist because of Exodus. Forty years I spent with your ancestors in the wilderness. Study my writing, says the writer, so you don't make the mistakes they did. I've hidden myself in Leviticus. Try to find me and I'll whisper secrets in your ear once you do. I've proved my desire in Jeremiah. Come meet me inside the dried papyra and I'll show you how I pursued my people though they left me when they found some power to acquire. Listen to the writer. I've painted my every feature in the creases of this tome. Curl up with me and see what I have shown. Tears from the flood. My correcting and guiding rod, wings that stretch up above, showing that I'm enough. See my face in the pages of love. I wrote history so you'd know my law. I wrote poetry so you'd feel my touch. I wrote prophecy so you'd hear my tongue. I wrote in the first century so you'd know I've come. And I wrote eternal truth in bright red so you'd see the passion of my blood. Get to know me, says the writer, for I formed the universe so I could get to know you. Study the curves of my form as you learn the shapes of my words. Open my mouth. I want to tell you intimate things. Loosen my lips. Let my white teeth pages move free. Don't still my tongue. Spend hours listening with your eyes as you read. 
Learn the tenor of my voice so when I speak, you'll know it's me. The writer pleads, I'm here to rescue you from the lines of what it means to study. Don't come to the mouth of the mighty one to memorize, summarize, identify, or justify, but let me surprise you. It's not a place for arguments, dogmatics, apologetics, or mathematics. Let me define you. Spend time with the audible divine. Contemplate, meditate, examinate, communicate. Let me inside you. I'm here, says the writer. Within ancient ink, there is a living God. Stare deeply as you read my eyes, and I'll whisper to you of outrageous aha, this wow. Has anybody ever had that? Have you ever had that? If you haven't, you, you must. You, you, you need to. And I promise you, it will come if you will saturate yourself in the Word of God. Our text tells us, Hebrews 4.12, the Word of God is living. It's active. It's sharp. Sharper than any two-edged sword, it pierces to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, of discerning our thoughts and even the intentions of our hearts. That is powerful. That's a powerful, powerful book that can do something like that. It's alive. Do you know that this book that I hold, the book that you're holding in your hand is alive? It's living. It has stood the test of time. Tyrants have tried to, to stomp it out and to burn this book and remove it from culture, but yet it exists, yet it, it succeeds, yet it lasts. Hallelujah. It's alive. It's active. It's sharp. It's powerful. So my question then is, why are we not in the Word of God more? Why is it not the priority that it ought to be? This guy's just rubbing off on me right there. <laughs> you like that, Mike? Wasn't that good? That's so powerful. And so then, Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. You know what? To dwell, right? It's where you live. Let the word of God, the word of Christ, abide and live in you. Not to visit you. It's to dwell in you. In other words, let the word of Christ saturate. Somebody say saturate. saturate. Come on, look at your neighbor. Tell him saturate in the word. Let the word of Christ saturate you. In order for the word to saturate us, we must decide. It is, it is a decision. We must decide to saturate ourselves in the word of God. I'm declaring today that 2015 for La Palma Christian Center is going to be a year of saturation, and we're going to start by saturating in the word of God. Let me give you five ways to saturate yourself 
in God's Word. Five ways that you can saturate yourself in the Word of God. I actually got this from bikerschurch.com. I loved it. It was just a hand that serves as a reminder to the Word of God, and I've used this hand as my points to my sermon today. Read the, or hear the Word, read the Word, study the Word, memorize the Word, and meditate on the Word. And then apply the word, exercise the word. So here we go. First of all, it's important that if we are to saturate ourselves in the word, we've got to be hearing the word. Hear the word of God. Romans 10, 17, I love this, says, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Faith comes from hearing, hearing through the word of Christ. We need faith, folks. Somebody needs faith today. That's why I came. Let me tell you something. I came to just speak the word, to preach the word, knowing that the word declared, the word heard, would produce faith. You need faith. And I bring you good news today. Hearing the word of God produces faith. It's already happened for a, a handful of people, maybe a majority in this room. As we were just singing the word, see, we began to sing the word. Claudia let out a song that is straight from the Bible. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the word. The, the world. She was singing the word and faith began to rise up on the inside of me. And I was reminded by the word of God and it gave me great hope and it produced great faith. Remember, we're saved by faith. We walk by faith and we need faith every day. Faith is just simply believing it's believing when you can't see. Remember, we don't see Jesus, right? Even if you've had a vision of him, even if, you, if you've seen him, I'm not, I'm not denying any of that. But on a day-to-day -day basis, we're not seeing Jesus. Although he may look a lot like you. He may look a lot like me. That's another sermon for another day. But I'm talking about the, the literal Jesus, right, Gail? I don't see him every day. And so I was saved by faith. I decided to believe in him. That's faith. I decided to keep on believing in him. That's walking in faith the next day and the next day. Because you may have an encounter and you, you have this epiphany and you, you make a decision and, and you're, you're saved. Do you remember the day you were saved? Faith. Faith was produced in you that day, and you made a decision. But then you sleep, and you wake up, and you're not in the church, and you might be in an atmosphere that's not very conducive of staying saved. So I have to let the faith keep on living, keep on producing. And I have to just keep walking then by faith. How does, how does faith, how is faith produced when I'm not in the church? I need faith. I, I need to believe. Because my doubt is high now. It, see, sometimes our doubt's high, isn't it? Something has to counterbalance that doubt. 
In fact, something has to tell the doubt to leave. What's going to do that? What's going to produce the faith that is necessary? Y'all know where I'm going, right? The word of God, faith comes, bring my scripture back up there in Romans. Faith comes by hearing. Can you bring this back up for me, Jackie? Faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of God. I remember one day, years and years ago, I was saved recently. And I was on the road of continuing to believe, walking by faith. Yet I had a big issue, big issue. I had a health issue. And with the health issue came lots of fear. I had epilepsy, and it was a disease that I saw ravage my mother's being, her body, and ultimately it was the culprit in her death. And now I have it. And I was on my lunch break. I worked at a grocery store, and I was on my lunch break one day, and I decided to turn on a Christian uh, preacher. It was a Christian station. It so happened to be a Christian preacher preaching. I didn't have very much time. Half of the time I had to eat, right? I had just a little window of time and I thought I'm going to listen and see what somebody might have to say. And do you know, this man preached to me. And he produced, by preaching the word, he produced faith in me. I heard the word and faith was produced in me. And I believed that I could be healed of this epilepsy. I mean, it was a turning moment for me in, in my walk with Christ. And I attribute my healing that did come. You, I've testified numerous times of how God miraculously, supernaturally healed me of epilepsy. I don't have epilepsy anymore. It's gone. I don't take Dilantin before I go to bed at night. I don't take phenobarbital to help me sleep through the night. I'm here one more time to testify of how God has healed me. But the healing came because back here in a parking lot on my lunch break, hallelujah, somebody preached to me. I heard the word and faith was produced on the inside of me. We have to hear the word of God. Hearing the word produces faith. Let's go back. Faith overcomes fear. You ought to take a few notes today. I'm just telling you. I believe it will help you. Faith overcomes fear. Fear is the opposite of faith, by the way. Fear is the enemy of faith. And fear is one of the most common weapons that the enemy uses. How many would just be honest today and, 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 and say by an upraised hand that from time to time you battle fear? I got both hands up. I'm the preacher of the hour, right? I'm the pastor of the church and I've got both hands up. Because, well, it's just true of all of us, whether we raise our hand or not, nobody is exempt. The arrows are going to be fired off. The darts, the fiery darts of the enemy, it's going to be fear very often. 
He may fire off lust. He may fire off greed. He may fire off anger. But I'm telling you, very, very often, daily, I would suggest he's going to hit us with fear. Faith overcomes fear. Hearing produces faith. Faith will overcome your fear. I'm trying to help you today on the importance of just hearing the word. This is just step one, folks. We've got to hear the word of God. I'm telling you, as this choir, this team began to sing the word, I heard the word and faith was roused in me and in many in this room. That's the importance of hearing the word of God. And so the conclusion here is we must listen to the word. Listen to the word. Let me give you some ways that you can listen to the word of God. Regular church attendance is a good start. Of course, I'm preaching this to you and you're here. Those who are not here ought to hear this right now. But sadly, they're not here. But it's important, folks. Let me tell you something. Lockyer, outside of extenuating circumstances, locks in faithful and regular church attendance. It's important. If you will commit to regularly being here, I'll commit to you to preach the word. I'll pledge to you to offer salvation to the lost who come. I'll commit to you that we'll pray for the sick that come. I'll do my part. You do your part. You'll hear the word. Faith will be produced. Also, join a life group. I'm giving you ways that you can actually hear the word and listen to the word. Get involved in a life group. They're going to be talking about the word of God. They're going to be studying the word of God. How many life groups are teaching James right now? Anybody in James? I know James has been one of the subjects. You're teaching James, Kathy, you and Steve? Good. Anybody in Ephesians? I know one of the life groups is Ephesians, I think, this semester. Anybody teaching Ephesians? Spiritual warfare is one of the topics. It really doesn't matter what topic. I'm telling you, they're going to be in the Word of God. They're going to be reciting the Word of God, reading the Word of God, and you are going to hear the Word of God and listen then for the Word of God. Another way that you can listen to the Word of God is by audio, an audio version. This happens to be the Word of Promise, the audio Bible, the New King James Version, and it is a who's who of actors on here. Not that that really impresses me, but uh, they have some heavy hitters who know how to act. And the reason I point this out is because they become these characters. I'm telling you, it is so powerful. When I listen to the Word of God by audio, I'm transported to Nazareth. I'm transported to the cross. I might be transported to the temple when Jesus got angry and overturned the tables. Listen to this clip of the word of promise. This is Matthew 21, Jesus overturning the tables. Then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. Turn the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. That's Jim Cadiz.
Jesus right there playing the part of Jesus. He also played Jesus in um, Passion of the Christ. Amazing actor. Isn't that powerful, though? You hear the money, you hear the people, you hear the tables turning over. I mean, it's more than just reading this now. You're hearing it, you're listening, and faith will be produced. We're, we're to hear the Word of God. That's the pinky, Biker's bikerschurch.com, hear the word of God. Now, the ring finger here is read the word of God. It's not enough that we just hear the word. We are to read the word. Revelation 1.3 says, Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear. Here it is again. Who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Amen. So let me just tell you, reading the Word brings blessing. It will bless your life. How many have been blessed by the Word of God? I know you have been. So get into the Word. Saturate yourself in the Word of God. It's going to bless you, I promise. It's going to bless your socks off. <laughs> A little Terre Haute showing right there. <laughs> I want to be blessed. I want you to be blessed. One way for sure that we can be blessed is by reading the Word of God. You want to walk in the blessing of God? I know you do. You, you need the blessing of God. So read the Word of God. It promises blessing. Reading the Word of God also brings direction. You ever wonder which way to go? Have you ever wondered what decision to make? You've got two choices. Both could be good. Both could be God. But yet you don't know which one to take. You don't know which path. I tell you, the Word of God will bring you the clarity and bring you the direction that you need. Psalm 119.25 tells us, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I believe that God's Word is powerful enough to illuminate the path that he wants us on. There are some in this room right now who are visiting our church, and you're praying about, should I attend this church? Should I make this church my home church? I believe that as you read the word of God and pray to Almighty God, saturate yourself in prayer and the reading of his word, he's going to give you direction. I don't want anyone here that God doesn't want here. Is that fair to say? I'm not trying to tally up numbers. I want the ones that God says, you're to be here. And let me just say this, and this is not just a push for membership, although we have a membership class coming up. If you know that this is your home church, come on and sign up. Join as a member. There are privileges that come with membership, but there's responsibility too. See, church, I'm needing your help. There's a lot of work to do, and I need your help to get it done. God's Word brings direction to our lives. So, why don't we discipline ourselves to read the Word of God? This is basic stuff. This is the Word of God 101. I understand that. But it serves as a great reminder for us in a new year with a fresh start. 
discipline yourself, to saturate yourself in the word of God. Just as in prayer, that means finding a time to read the word, finding a place to read the word. That is distraction-free. Develop this plan and stick to the plan. The word of God is, is vastly important. It must be a priority. Don't let anything interrupt your discipline to read the word of God. Pastor Dave, I want you to come. He came to me as I was preparing this sermon, and he had a great idea, which he often does, actually. That's why I'm glad he's on my team. Tell the church what your idea was, and, and let's, let's uh, rally everybody around this. Well, uh, most everyone has access to a computer or has a smartphone um, at your, at your, in your hand um, where they have the Bible app called YouVersion. And the Bible app is a great tool to uh, read every day, but it gives us plans that we can uh, follow along. And so I've, I was suggesting to pastor that as a church corporately, let's do a plan together and saturate ourselves with the same plan in God's word so that we can all be on the same page. And so we wanted to challenge you to uh, download the app if you don't have it already or get online and go to youversion.com. And the plan is called Prayer, a 14-day devotional. And so for the next 14 days, corporately, every single day, we're going to be sharing in this Devo. If you already have a Devo, that's great. Just add this to it. If you don't have a Devo, this would be a great time for you to start. So uh, as soon as service is over, Pastor Creighton and I and some others are going to be here to help you. If you need help downloading this uh, plan and getting on the same page so we can all start today and we'll end here in 14 days. I love it. I think it's great. How many have version on your, your tablet or on your phone? version? and you read the word on your phone, I recommend it highly. I mean, as many things as we do with our phone, on, on the bottom of the list is actually talk to people on it. But anyway, <laughs> there's so much we can do, and, and the access that we have to the word of God is really powerful. So I recommend to everybody that you get version or something similar. But uh, Pastor Dave, Pastor Creighton, and some of, some of the uh, 20-somethings and teens They'll help you with this. I need help every now and then, and it's okay. Uh, they'll help you get the app, and they'll also help you navigate to the devotional. So for the last 14 days of our fast, we're, we'll all be doing the same Devo together. I like it. So uh, good. The third tool that I want to put in your hands is not just to hear the Word, not just to read the Word. We need to be studying the Word of God. Number three, study the word, Acts 17, verses 10 and 11, the brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. And when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now, these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica, or more learned. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if the things were actually so, that's very important. Studying the Word is the next level of hearing and reading the Word. You see, we can actually come to church and hear the Word. Well, we check that off the list, right? You're here today. You were like, oh, I'm so glad I came today. Pastor said I ought to be here. I'm glad I'm here. And maybe you have a, a time that you read the Word. In the morning, you read one verse before you start your day. Or you read one verse before you go to bed at night. 
Let's all give a little uh, golf or clap for that. Isn't that nice that we read one verse a day? Isn't that sweet? You think that's going to produce faith in you? Are you kidding me? You can't read one verse before you go to... Mm, nobody wants to hear this today. <laughs> Julio, we can't read one verse before we go to bed at night and think we're going to grow in God. We're going to stay sucking our thumb as a Christian. God wants us eating spiritual steak and we're still on the bottom. It's, it's good to hear the word. It's good to read the word. But it's time in 2015 to roll up our sleeves and start studying the word. It's the next level of hearing and reading the word of God. And so let me tell you this. Studying the word of God takes effort. It's a discipline. Studying the word of God. Uh, a scripture says that they studied with eagerness examining the word. They wanted to make sure that what the preacher said was actually so. I hope you're checking me. Please do. I want to be preaching the truth of God's word to you without error. Study. Dig into the word of God. Studying takes effort, but also studying produces insight. I asked you a moment ago, has anybody had an aha moment in the Word of God? Have you had this time where you're reading the Word of God and you just went, wow, I've never seen that before. There are so many mysteries here. There are so many things that are hidden that God is just waiting to pull back the covers on it for you. But he's wanting to see if you're just going to read one verse and go to bed or if you're really ready to do the work and roll up your sleeves and dig into the Word of God and saturate yourself in the Word of God in 2015. It takes effort. It's going to take work. But it will produce insight. You, God will show you things. I promise you God is going to show you things and you will be the one at Life Group that say, as I was reading and studying this past week in preparation, hallelujah, in preparation for our study tonight, the Lord spoke to me and God showed me something. I believe it's coming for you, Cassie. I believe it's coming for you and Steve. And I also believe this, that there is a new anointing that's coming for you. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands right now. Come on, let's just pray for Cassie one more time. We thank you for our sister, Lord, and her willingness, God, to pour into children week after week after week. And then for her and her husband, God, to lead this life group. I pray, Lord, that as she studies in your word, you would show her things, God, that have been hidden. Let a new anointing come on her in this new year. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Whew. So let me just encourage you. Make the effort. Make every effort to study God's Word. It's worth the effort. It's worth the work. How can we make the effort to study God's, to really study God's Word, examine God's Word? I would start by looking at different versions of the Bible. For 15 years, I've been preaching from the New King James over the last year or two years, I've been into the English, English Standard Version a little bit more. 
and I'm probably going to be transitioning. I put up some ESV verses today even. I'm going to be transitioning probably to preaching more from the ESV um, for a little while and see how I like that. But there's just different insight that comes from different interpretations and different versions. What's your version that you like? Anybody still like the King James, be thou? It's all right. We're not going to throw any stones at anybody today. How many King James? Old school King James. I still like some of that. I do. Now, I don't, I don't, I can't glean all that I want to glean and need to glean by a consistent diet of King James. I found the new King James. Any new King James lovers out there? All right, good. You stay right where you, where, where you can receive and understand. It's about understanding, isn't it? What else do you like? Anybody have a different version that you read and study? The Message Bible. Oh, you're really swinging out there. Good gravy. The Message. Well, I do like the Message. I can't study the Message. I like, I like the poetic uh, aspect that it brings and a different approach that it brings. But for me, uh, it, it's, it's just so casual and so contemporary. That's just me. But I love, Randy, if that's where you are and that's where you're living and God is speaking to you, you stay in there, man. You dig in there. Anybody in the, in the, the NIV? Any NIV? Oh, I, NIV was all I studied during college. I was an NIV guy, you know. And then somebody actually gave me the New King James. I was like, I'll try it. And I ended up loving that. Anyway, what else? You got the Amplified Bible? Amplified? Any, anybody else? New Living Translation, what are you reading? Oh, she's got a side-by-side. I really like that. A side-by-side. She's got the King James and the Amplified side-by-side. What am I trying to tell you here? I'm trying to help you to study the Word of God. Look at different versions. Get a study Bible with actual study notes. One of the things that I loved about this was Jack Hayford did the commentary. Jack Hayford is four square. He's Pentecostal. I'm Pentecostal. That works well for me. So I'm not studying from like a John MacArthur, let's say. Now, if you have a John MacArthur study Bible, I'm not trying to dog that out. I'm just telling you, John MacArthur thinks anybody that speaks in tongues is of the devil. I don't like that because I speak in tongues. Oh, I wish somebody would just get with me today for a little bit. I believe the gifts are for us today, and so I've got to have a study Bible that comes in line with what I believe and what I'm going to preach and what I'm going to teach. Get yourself a study Bible with the notes that you can say, oh, here's somebody that knows what they're talking about that I trust that's giving me insight as to the Greek and to the Hebrew of the word. We want to study the word of God in 2015 so that we can make the impact that God wants us to make in our community and in our world and in our family. Hallelujah. I might end up preaching today. I don't know. I haven't decided. Google the meaning of certain words, certain verses, or certain phrases in the Bible. You're on Google all the time for everything else. Why don't you just say, I don't really understand that, and Google it. Search it out. Study the Word of God. Number four, I've got to fly through this. Number four, memorize the Word. Psalm 119, 
verses 9, 10, and 11. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Mm. With my whole heart, I've sought you. Oh, God, let me not wander from your commandments, your word. And then look at this. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You've got to take the time in studying the word of God to actually work on memorizing the word of God. We used to do this as kids, didn't we? Anybody remember what Romans 3.23 says? He probably learned it so much he should know it by heart. Romans 3.23. Come on, somebody. For all have sinned. Good. Go ahead. You feel it? Go for it. See, we have to have some word hiding here. So when somebody says, well, what about this? What are you going to say? You can't say, hang on a minute, let me run back to my car. (laughs) That's all right. You have to have it. You have to access it right now and let it come up. The only way this is going to happen is if it's hidden in your heart. The only way it's going to be hidden in your heart is if you take the time and do the work and actually memorize the Word of God. One of my favorite scriptures that I memorized, it's really part of a series of life verses for me, is found in Philippians 4. Before we bring that up, I want to tell you this. Repetition helps with memorization. Write that down. Repetition helps with memorization. I think I'll say it again because I want you to remember this. Repetition helps with memorization. Could I just say it one more time? Repetition helps. (laughs) I want you to remember. I want to remember, so we repeat it. Philippians 4, we'll start with verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Then verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's a powerful, powerful verse. Now take it down. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious. You've got to hide it for me. You can go back to repetition. Philippians 4, 6. Here we go. Be anxious. But in everything... Let requests be made known to God. That's six. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You need your heart and minds guarded. I promise you that. Memorize the word of God. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. See see the power in the word of God? See the faith that is produced as I begin to proclaim what I have memorized and hidden in my heart? 
It's powerful. It's active. It's alive. It's sharp. The Word of God. I want us this year to saturate ourselves in the Word of God. Repetition helps with memorization. Working with others also helps with memorization. Another promotion for life groups is in order right here. I love our life groups. I really do. This is why I'm encouraging you as strongly as I can. Please join a life group. Get involved with a life group. They will help you. They will encourage you. You can actually work with someone in memorizing. I want to challenge all of our life group facilitators, all of our leaders, start memorizing one verse. Challenge your group to memorization in the Word of God. It's going to transform you. Number five. Let me close this. Come on, Pastor Moses. We're to meditate. Meditate on the Word of God. Psalm 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, watch this, he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, watch this, in all that he does, he prospers. Wow. You see, meditation is actually thinking about the Word of God. What you just heard, what you just read, what you just studied, it's allowing that word then to do what it was sent to do. Meditation, I believe, is saturation of the word. You think about this. Wow. God is greater, and he's on the inside of us. That is just so awesome. I'm housing. See, this is meditating on it. It's really thinking it over and thinking it about it again. I'm, I'm, I'm housing the Almighty, really? God, by His Spirit, is inside of me? <laughs> I mean, that really, seriously, I, I'm not just trying to make a point here. It really does blow my mind. We have God inside of us. Joe, we've got God inside of us. This is meditating. It's thinking it and overthinking it and letting it saturate in my head. Because I got a lot of things going on in my head. How many would be honest and say there's a lot rattling around in there? I got a lot of stuff. And I'll be honest, not all of it's good. See, the enemy wants us thinking about things that are inappropriate. I want to meditate. Think about that word. This way, what God sent the Word to do will be done. 
Because I believe that there's an assignment on the Word of God. This is sent by God, right? It's active, it's sharp, it's alive, but there's a purpose in the Word of God. He has sent His Word. He sent His Word to us. In the beginning was the Word, John tells us, right? And then what happened? Verse number 14 of John 1. Woo! Then all at once, the Word became flesh. I point to our nativity scene that's usually over here at Christmas time, right? Mount the cross. I love that. It's sent with a purpose. Isaiah tells us this. Isaiah 55. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. It shall prosper. Somebody say prosper. It shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. You want to prosper? You want to prosper? Meditate on the word of God. Now when I say prosper, don't see money signs. Because it's not all about money. We need money. I'll take more of it today. I mean, you know. But if you're chasing money, you're, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. When we're talking about prosperity, I'm writing my master's paper. I'm, I'm in the home stretch. I'm about to land the plane. I got about 4,500 more words, and I'm going to be done with my master's. <laughs> but I'm writing about this whole thought of prosperity and how some have really abused the word But I do believe in prosperity, and I believe that God wants us to prosper. He wants to prosper us. He wants us to succeed. He wants you to succeed. Part of that prosperity, that success, is going to come just by meditating. I just want that word in my head. (laughs) I want that word in my heart, right? We got to let it marinate. Don't, Don't cook your steak too soon. Take the time to let it marinate. Then it's going to be better when you pull it off the grill. Oh, I'm talking about steaks in the middle of a fast. God help me. I'm so sorry. That was bad. Mm. God's word. God's word is sent. I want it to really saturate in our hearts and in our minds, our heads. We hear it. Bring up all my points if you don't mind. We hear it. We read it. We study it. We memorize it. And we really think about all this. We meditate on it. This is the year. I can't help but smile because I believe this is the year. Byron, man, I see it for you. I see it for you. Andre, I see it for you. I see it for your family, man. God wants to saturate us. But I think he's standing back and saying, I want to see if you're going to saturate yourself. You want different results? Do something different this year. 
expect God to do something different if you're not willing to do something different. Sarah, I found a way to get it in right there, Pastor Ray. I said that to him right before we came down, and I was like, ooh, that's good. I need to write that down. <laughs> Seriously, don't expect God to do something different if you're not willing to do anything different. If you're still just going to read one verse before you go to bed at night just so you can say you read the word, I feel sorry for you. I mean, seriously, as a Christian, that's okay if you just got saved today. I need to close. Mm. But if you've been saved a while, isn't it time to really saturate yourself in prayer and in the word? Come on, stand up and lift your hands all over this room. Father, we thank you for your word that has come forth today. I pray, Lord, that what you have sent it to do, it would be done, God. Help us, Lord, to do our part, saturating ourselves in your word, wanting to know who you are by this map, by this journal. Let it illuminate our paths, showing us, guiding us, directing us. And may we do our part, God, in diligent study and memorization and meditation on your word give you thanks and we give you praise as we pledge ourselves today to your word. We pray it now in Jesus' powerful name. Come on, everybody, say amen. Amen. Don't forget, as you leave, to pick up one of our prayer journals. We are on day number eight, praying for Tassie Hare, the children's ministry, and her team. Also, if you could meet me here at six o'clock in the morning or any morning the next two weeks, Meet us here for prayer, 6 a.m. It will transform your life. Also, on Wednesdays, we have an awesome time of prayer. Meet with us here. Until then, God bless. Remember, Pastor Dave and Pastor Creighton are here right now and some others to help you find version, download version, get to this particular devotional.